0: I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was he was he was yelling at me grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage, all the way to the door.
1: Nine one one. What are you reporting? Jesus Christ! You better sure. see zero. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right
2: at him. Uh Uh-oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at SasquatchChronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Going to be talking to uh, Shane. And Shane had three very fascinating encounters uh, growing up. He's down there in Louisiana, kind of on the Louisiana-Texas border. Um, And he's known about these creatures most of his life, but never really gave it too much thought. So he'll be sharing all three encounters with us tonight. Very fascinating stuff, especially his last encounter uh, where he's up in a tree stand and he watches He watches one of these creatures kill a hog, and then it sniffs the air and walks right up to the tree where he's got his tree stand in, and it stops and it looks up at him. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. My email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com, and if you get a chance, check out SasquatchChronicles.com. You can become a member, get additional shows. And tomorrow night, I kind of had to move things around Uh, due to some technical issues, but I will be back tomorrow night for the members. I have a great encounter. It's very similar to this one. So hopefully we can get him to come on and we don't have any technical issues. Uh, So for the members, I will be back tomorrow night. Let's jump into it, though. Uh, I want to welcome Shane to the show. Shane, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Wes. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you being here, man. And, And I know you've had three sightings. Your last encounter is terrifying. I have heard many encounters like that where Sasquatch actually runs down a hog. Um, and you got a front row seat to see it, but you actually, this wasn't your only encounter. You've had a couple encounters throughout your life down in that area. If you would, would you kind of start from the very beginning? Tell us about your first encounter. What, what were you doing and what did you see?
0: Okay. Uh, well, uh, my family down there, uh, they were all commercial fishermen on the Sabine river and on Toledo Bend lake. And, uh, they all hunted and trapped and logged, things like that. Uh, and that you know that was just the, the family I grew up in. And so we were always out in the woods. I mean, back then, of course, God, there wasn't no daycare. Wherever uh, someone went, that's where you went, you know? And so we were always out in the woods. We all started hunting young. Uh, when I was four, I was... Shooting a little old twenty-two rifle. By the time I was six, I had a little four ten shotgun, and I'd go squirrel hunting with my uncle Mac. And you know, it was just something you did. It was just natural to us to be out there in the woods. And uh, anyhow, we'd went out, me and my uncle Mac, and we were. Uh, he wanted to go deer hunting, and we had this little deer blind set up on the ground there, down in a uh, bottom, in a hardwood bottom, and. It's real open through there. There's not a, much, a lot of underbrush. And you can see for quite a ways. And it was where two creeks had come together. And we were on the other side of this creek in a blind and looking out across this, you know, big area that was just trees and no brush. It was kind of clear through there. You could see real good. And, uh, anyhow, we were sitting there and I seen it was wintertime in October and it was a little cold that morning and you know typical kid I'm sitting there just cold as I can be and I'm looking at everything and it was just getting light good and i seen to me what looked like a man walking across about I don't know 100 120 yards out and he was walking kind of catty corner out of one thicket to the left over to this little thicket that stuck out a little bit on the right, a little pine thicket. And it was probably maybe 50 yards across to to get to from one to the other. And he just kind of, this thing just kind of lumbered out. It walked across. And I was looking at it, and I thought, well, someone else is in here hunting. What was odd about it was when it got to the other side of the thicket, It walked in, and you could still see its head and shoulders walking through the thicket, easing through it. And I asked my Uncle Mac, I said, I said, who's that big black man walking through the thicket over there? I said, he's in here hunting with us. And uh, my Uncle, he just kind of looked at it, and about the time it it walked a little more, and it just sort of ducked down and disappeared. And I never will forget it. My Uncle Mac turned white as a sheet. I mean, just. Ghost white. And he looked at me and he said, Let's go home. I was like, Okay, you know. And we got it, went home. He never mentioned it again or anything else. But as I got older, I realized what it was that I had seen and what he had seen too. And I had mentioned it to him once when I was older. I was about, I guess, maybe 10 or 12. And we were sitting there one day, we was watching TV, and they showed the Patterson-Gimlin film on TV. And I looked at my uncle, and I said, that's what we seen in the woods that day. That's what I seen. And he just kind of looked at me, and he got a funny look on his face, and he says, he said, there ain't nothing like that down here. That's all up there in Washington State. He said, there ain't nothing like that down here. There ain't nothing to be afraid of in the woods. And that's all he would ever say about it was that.
2: Yeah. And I hear a Uh-oh. lot of hunters react that way. I think because they don't want to give up hunting. So it's easier to live in ignorant bliss than it is to acknowledge what you saw. That's the only thing I can get yeah. from it.
0: Yeah. But it 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 didn't scare me because at the time, I just thought, I, honest to God, I just thought it was a big black man walking across the woods down there. I mean, because that's what it looked like to me. Of course, being, you know, six years old, I didn't think, you know, well, why ain't this man wearing clothes? <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, I hear you. And and it is, you know, kids, I think kid, most of the time kids react different than we do. Tell us about your next encounter, um, if you would. How many years later did this happen?
0: Oh, Lord, I was I was a grown man. Uh I was, I believe, 34, 35, something like that. And I was coming home, coming down uh, Farm Road 154 uh, out of Gilmer, headed back to Marshall, Texas. And I got to the bridge there where Little Cypress Bio is. And that runs all the way through uh, East Texas up into Caddo Lake through Jefferson. Uh, anyhow, It had rained a lot, and it was flooded, and that road's elevated, built up way up, and it's a lot of flat land in there, and it was flooded. It had two or three feet of water in it, and I'd come around a curve and was headed down, and it was getting kind of dusky, and I seen something on the right side of the road kind of step up, and what made it catch my eye was it stepped in front of a sign, the sign there that says uh the distance to Marshall. And that's what caught my eye. And I looked at it. It looked like a big black shadow. A lot of people fished down there and everything. And I thought maybe it was someone who was fishing that was crossing the road. It was uh, wintertime. It was an overcast day. And I thought it was, really, I thought it was someone in one of those big black uh, duster coats that folks wear. And uh so I let up off the accelerator and hit my bright lights and anyhow when I did it stepped in the middle of the road it looked up at me and I seen two red eyes and then it took another step and it was off the road and down the side of the bank there and I let off I let off this accelerator and I thought what in the heck is that I stopped right there at the bridge I stopped and it's just a little two lane road with no traffic on it I was the only person on there I stopped got out of the car and walked back to where it crossed and it was a just a trail of water I guess it had dripped off of it that went across the road and I was at the back of the car and I turned and looked, I heard something going through the woods and I turned and looked and stepped to the edge of the road where I'd heard the noise and you could hear it going, splashing, going through the woods. I just kind of, you know, realized, you know, you're standing here with nothing, not even a pocket knife in your hand. And you just seen something that big go across the road. You better get back in the car. And so I did and was coming to home. And I thought, well, I need to. I guess I need to call the sheriff and tell them what I have seen, or you know, whatever. And I thought, no, I ain't calling the law. They're going to think I'm a nut. You know, no one's going to believe this. And so I just sort of kept it to myself and just went on. You know.
2: Let Let me ask you: Was there um, the eye shine? Was it eye shine that you saw? You mentioned red eyes. Think it was the light coming off your headlights.
0: Yeah. It was just, it was like, you know, you're driving at night and you shine a dog or uh, a coon or something like that. Except it was kind of a, it wasn't really, it was kind of a, an amber color. It I wasn't got you. really It wasn't really red, red. It was just kind of like a fire, kind of like coals. An orangish looking red kind of color.
2: I got you. Was there any other details you remember? I realize it's like a one one thousand 1000 type encounter, but...
0: Yeah, it wh- was quick. I mean, this thing took two steps and it crossed a two-lane road. And that road doesn't have any shoulders. It's it's built up. And uh, there ain't no shoulder on the road. I mean, it slopes directly down about 10 to 12 feet on both sides. And uh, I, it stepped up in front of the sign, and that's what caught my eye. And just as quick as it stepped up, and it I seen, you know, it was something there in the road. And deer and hogs are bad about that road running across it. And so I hit my brights real quick so I could see it, see what it was. And you could tell it was something on two legs. And I let off the accelerator. I thought, well, there's someone fishing there crossing the road with her. But this thing literally took two steps and crossed that road, and it was down that hill. Just that quick. When it stepped, it took that first step across. Is when I hit my, in the middle of the road. Is when I hit my brights, and then it glanced up at me, and then the it went straight down the next step, and then off the road, quick, just boom, and it was gone.
2: Yeah, it's bizarre because you hear this behavior all the time with these things, and I don't, I don't understand it because you know he heard you coming, You know he heard the car coming, and he waited till the last minute to get up on the road. And it's just odd to me that they do that. But you hear them do it all the time, that they'll wait till the last second and cross right in front of you. And I'm surprised more people don't hit them, you know, going across the road, because you hear that a lot. You hear this behavior a lot. Uh, it's just bizarre to me.
0: Like I say, I, I know the thing is, it's just an animal. I just sort of, after that second encounter, I thought, well, you know, okay, you know, it's up here or whatever. And so I went on about my business, you know, It's just one, in, it's one of the things that you see that, you know, it happens like, you know, once in a lifetime or whatever, it's just an oddity. And, um, uh, so I didn't really give it another thought. I kind of looked into Bigfoot a little bit after that. And, um, uh, that's when I found, I got on the internet and I'd found the, uh, at the time, I think it was one the TRBC, uh, Craig Woolheater, I think, was a fellow that was running it at the time. And uh, I reported the, the sighting on 154 to them. And they sent a man out. And Charles DeVore was his name. He's passed away now. But me and him become friends. And uh, anyway, you know, we talked about it, whatever. And he would ask me a lot of questions because I was, I grew up in the woods hunting and trapping and fishing. And things like that. And I knew a lot about animals and their instincts and, you know, just outdoor type things. And anyhow, he would call off and ask me questions about things. But I never really, I didn't go looking for Bigfoot or anything like that. I'm not a researcher. Uh, it's just a dang animal. there, just a wood monkey is what we used to call them. You know, you hear, folks in Louisiana are funny. Everyone knows this thing's there. But no one talks about it. People don't say much about it, especially to outside people. Because, you know, folks, I guess they're afraid of being made fun of or thinking they're a crackpot or whatever. So, you know, no one really talks about it. But everyone knows it's there, you know.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you, Shane. I I think that most people, not just people of the South, but I think most people after they have an encounter – Uh, What ends up happening is they tell one person, that person makes fun of them, and then they never speak of it again. And that's generally what happens. And and it's not just down in the South. It's interesting, though, people down in the South, you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, I thought this was a Pacific Northwest problem, a a problem there in Washington, a problem in uh, California, a problem in Oregon. This isn't supposed to be down here. And you hear a lot of people say that, even on the East Coast, people say that. Uh, And I think it's a shocker when they run into them. We're going to jump to a quick sponsor, but when we come back, Shane, I really want to hear your last encounter uh, when you were up in a tree stand and one of these things killed a hog in front of you while you were up in a tree stand. And so we'll hear about that when we come back. And we'll get back to With Shane here in a moment. Uh, you got to hear his last encounter. I want to take a quick break to thank my bookie for sponsoring the show. I know they've been a big part of the show the last month or so, and you may see some more additional shows from uh, my bookie. And I actually want to thank my bookie. Gosh, I wish Tony Merkel was here. I won some money on that Eagles game. I actually bet on the Eagles to win, and you should have heard that Tony Merkel. He's from that area. And he's talking smack about the Eagles. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, they're going to win. So if you want to be a part of it, join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code CHRONICLES to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use a promo code CHRONICLES when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. And thank you, MyBookie, for being a part of the show and supporting the show. Um, the folks out there, they probably will see more additional shows, uh, just as my way of saying thank you back. But I want to thank my bookie. If you get a chance, go there, mybookie.ag. Throw down twenty bucks, and they'll double it. They'll give you forty bucks. It's fun to play. It really is. It's fun to play. I really, I didn't bet much on the Eagles game, and I walked away with some pretty good scratch. Uh, so I hope you guys go out there, show my bookie some love. Don't forget the promo, call, the promo code. Chronicles to uh, to activate the offer, so they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. Thank you again to uh, my bookie. Let's jump back to Shane. Shane, if you would, would you walk us into your, your third encounter? I know this is the last encounter. You haven't seen him ever since, but this encounter is probably the most fascinating. If you would, walk us into it. What were you doing? And just kind of start from the beginning, if you would.
0: I was hunting, matter of fact, up on the Sabine River, me and a friend of mine. And he lived on the Sabine River up there, had a fish camp. And he said, man, you've got to come down here. These hogs are everywhere. And I said, all right, we'll do it. So I went down there and stayed with him there at his camp. And the next morning we got up, and he knew this little old spot up there. And uh, so I took some apples and some scraps and different things we had. And I said, well, I'll put this down. I said, "Then it'll call them in. I said, and it'll hold them long enough for me to get shot. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go upriver just a little bit. So, he put me out on the bank. I had a little old bag that had some scraps in it and had my climbing tree stand and my 270. Well, I put the bait out and got back on that little peninsula sticking out and there was a good pine tree there. I had a climbing stand. And so, I hooked it up and climbed up and I was probably maybe... 20-25 feet in the air and down there it was April it was a cool morning and uh, but the mosquitoes down there will kill you in that backwater I mean they're just they will swarm you ungodly and so I had my little camo head net on and my camo clothes and everything and I climbed up there while I'm sitting there and it's like we went out early it was still dark and I wanted to get everything ready for the sun come up Anyway, so I did that and got up up in my stand. I'm sitting there waiting on the sun to come. And I can hear these hogs rooting, coming. And hogs make a lot of noise in the woods. You wouldn't think it, but they do. You get a group of hogs and they will just sound like a combine coming down to the woods. Because they're kicking up everything and they're grunting at each other and just carrying on. So I knew they were coming down down river along the bank. And I said, well, all right, I tell you, they've got to walk right straight into what I got. So I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. The sun's coming up. It's just breaking light good where you can actually see something kind of dim. And I'm hearing them and I'm listening and everything. Well, I'm looking around. I know where they're at. The hogs are to my left. I know where they're coming from. So I'm looking back the other way, just looking around. And I seen something. Just like at the the go from tree to tree. Real quick. And I could tell it was big. And I was like, well, is that, you know, a deer? What is it? So I put my scope on it and I'm looking at this tree. And I can see something black behind it. And. I still can't figure out what it is, and I reached up there and I turned my scope up so I could see. And about that time, I seen about half of a face come out from behind the edge of this tree and peek around it, and I was like, just shocked. I, you can't explain what what it's like to see that face, and. It was steady looking out towards where the hogs were at, and then it went back behind the tree. And I'm steady looking at it through my scope, and I'm trying to find out where it's at, because it disappeared. And I seen some movement again, and I got on that spot, and I'm looking. And I can't see its face, it's but I see its leg. On the side of the tree, I can see its leg, and I can see its hand on the side of the tree. And where I'm at, it's a, it's a big bottom. And trees in there hadn't been, I don't think they've ever been cut off in there. And uh But they're big, big, massive oaks. I'm looking, about that time, I see it step out real quick from behind one tree, And sort, you know how you, how you, uh, sort of do it like a, if you're trying to like get up on a curb or something, like you'll do it like a jump step.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: That's what it did. It just sort of like, you did this little half leaping jump step thing from one tree to the next closer and it'd get behind it and it'd peek out and it'd look and it'd go back and it'd peek out and it'd look and it'd go back. And it was steady coming closer and closer and closer. And I'm looking at it and just like I wasn't really scared. But at the same time, I was like about to just blow up inside the adrenaline was just, I mean, just crazy. Because I couldn't believe I was actually seeing this. You know? And so I'm watching it and I'm looking at, I glance back at the hogs, I'm glancing back at it, and it disappeared, I'd had to find it in the scope. I'd look and look and look, and then suddenly it'd move something, and I'd pick up on the movement, and I'd drill in on it, you know, looking at it. And it got closer and closer, well, finally it closed the distance to where it was right in front of me, and I'm 25 up in the, 25 feet up in the tree stand. I'm looking down, and it's behind this oak tree. Big massive oak tree in front of me, probably about 60 feet out from where I'm up, and I'm looking at it. And that's when I got scared because then I realized how big this thing is. I'm just like, I'm holding my breath, just trying not to make no noise, nothing. And have you ever tried to be still when you're excited to?
2: yeah it's almost impossible but I, I know what you mean you're like holding your breath I get it I completely get it yeah I would have it's been like, doing the same it's thing
0: a, it's like uh you know when you're deer hunting and you and you first see a deer come out that what they call buck fever
2: right yeah
0: I mean you just you're excited everything on you is just sitting on go and you just, you don't know whether to uh scream or whine you watch you just there yet? you know you just own it and uh so that's where I'm at, and I'm just like, i got a thousand thoughts running through my mind, looking at this thing, trying to figure out what it is and what's going on and everything else. Anyhow, it's there behind the tree. It kind of squats down a little bit, and it looks out the side of the tree, and I look over there, and those hogs are around my bait and they're eating. And they've got their back to it. They're facing the river. they got their back to it. Anyhow, this thing just sort of eases out in a squat and squats down all the way down. It puts its its hands are straight, its arms are straight, just like you you know how you go to the zoo, you see a gorilla squat with their with their arms straight up,
1: yeah,
0: and their butt down. That's what this thing looks like. It looked like a gorilla, and that, at first that's what I thought it was. When I started seeing it, and anyhow, it, it squats down. It's got its fingers curled under. It. It's on its knuckles, just like a monkey'll do. But its thumb was back. It was up and back. Their hands are different. They got a, a, a displaced thumb. It, it's back further. And uh, anyhow, it squats down, and it gathers itself. Uh, like you see uh, a cat that's fixing to pounce on something. You know how a cat will kind of shake their back end and just sort of
2: blow yeah. up? Yeah.
0: That's what this thing did. And I'm watching. I ain't even looking at the scope. I mean, I'm looking at it just straight on. It gathers itself up and it leaped. And I'm when I say leap, I mean this thing leaped through the air. Like, just ungodly. Just boom, it hit the ground. The first leap, it hits the ground and leaps again. When it comes off the ground, it lets out this ungodly scream that just so uh, loud and just, just you know how you hear a loud noise sometimes and it just like it tickles the inside of your ear? Yeah, It's so loud. Mm. Uh, that's what the, I mean, you can literally physically feel it. You can physically feel it. It let out this ungodly, just roaring scream. When it did, the hogs all just sort of fainted, just sort of. And by faint, I mean they kind of, you know, squatted down and turned to run. When they did, this thing hits the ground, and the hogs go to turn, and it, it's right on them. Three of a group of them, and it takes its hand and it slaps one right in the side, and this hog goes flying. It flies, just flies up in the air and hits the side of an oak tree. And when it did, by the time that that little hog could hit the side of that oak tree and hit the ground, this thing is on it. Its right hand comes out and just grabs it right by the neck, and it's on its side kicking. The right hand grabs it on the neck. The left hand rears up, and its hind legs kind of come up a little bit, and all of its weight and strength come down in that left hand and hit this thing right in the side, pound it, pound it, just like you, you just pound a table. I mean, just bam, bam, bam. And of course, this little quick, I mean that's it. It's dead. There that there, that was it. You could that thing hit so hard and so quick, you could you could literally hear the rib bones on that pig breaking. Jesus. I mean they cracked like a rifle shot. And I ain't gonna lie to you, that scared me to death. Up to that point, I was kind of excited, kind of uh, anxious, and, you know, what what is it? But when I seen that thing attack like that, that scared me to death. I have never seen anything move that quick. I've seen uh, bobcats, uh, you name it, attack game. But nothing like that. Nothing. It just... Bam! And it was there, man. And this thing just literally just hit this thing in the side, just pounded it. And when it let uh, quit, the side of that little hog, it was probably maybe a 150-pound pig, the side of it was literally just stove in where it hit it. I mean, it was just pushed in like you just take your thumb and stick it in some dough, just caved in. And it stood up, it reached down, it grabbed the pig, it picked it up. I'm sitting there and I'm shaking, I mean just shaking. It turns, it walks back the way that it came. It gets about almost in front of me. It tips its head back. It makes this growling noise. And then it makes this whoop sound. And uh, it's like, it it tips him, it goes whoop, 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 whoop. And it stops. Well, about that time, the same noise comes back from my right. And you can tell there's a little ridge that runs through there about 100 yards back. And this noise comes from that ridge, and I hear it. And I'm immediately, I'm thinking, oh, you know, go oh God, there's two of them in here. It's not just one, there's two. So I'm looking back at it, and this thing it's still got the little pig under its arm. It takes a couple more steps, it gets right in front of me, it stops, it looks around, and then it looks. At the base of the tree I met looks past it, and it just looks back. It tips its nose up, and you can see it smelling. And then it turns back to that tree, and it follows the base of that pine tree right up to my stand. And that thing is looking me right in the face. Just, I can't, put it this way. It was all I could do to hold my water.
2: Yeah, I bet when this
0: thing looked at me.
2: I bet you're probably thinking you're next.
0: I mean, it was all I could do to keep hold of my faculties. I was in sheer terror. Now I'm sitting, mind you, I'm sitting here with a with a two seventy pointed right at it, and in my mind, I'm thinking I ain't got enough guns. This thing, I just watched it jump a good 20 foot at a lick. I ain't high enough, and I don't have enough gun. And I'm just like, just I'm just like paralyzed, literally just paralyzed looking at this thing. And it just kind of looks at me, and it cocks its head to the side, and kind of like, and I know this is the part that sounds crazy. It kind of grinned. No, it, did, it didn't like bare its teeth like it was going to, you know, bite me or anything. It just kind of grinned. It kind of just just had a smile to its face, kind of. And it was looking at me. It had an expression on its face like, what are you doing up there? I mean, that was just a feeling I got. It wasn't a threatening feeling. It, it just looked at me like, I, you know, you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing up there? And it just sort of looked at me, and it out this little growl, this little like that. And then it looked back, picked up the hog under its left arm, and walked away. It got about maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 yards away. It kind of turned and looked at me once, and then it walked through the woods. I watched it walk through the woods, and then it disappeared in the foliage. After about that far it disappeared and I couldn't see it and no I could hear it walking but I couldn't see it I was just just dumbstruck just dumbstruck I, I didn't know whether to uh, scream, cry or what I just didn't know what to do. I was just in shock and I sat there for about 30 minutes and I come down the stand. I climb a tree stand down and I was gonna walk up river away from where it was to find my buddy. And about that time as I was coming down and i he pulled up and um he asked me, I told him I said, I said, You're not gonna believe what I just seen. I said, You're not gonna believe me, you're gonna think I'm crazy. And uh he just kinda of laughed, he said, What is it? I said, I just seen a Bigfoot. I said, or a gorilla or something, I don't know what I said. I said, but I seen it, it just killed a hog, I seen it, he said, yeah, I heard something holler." he said, uh, I thought that was you hollering for me, he said, that's why I come back, and I said, no, you didn't hear me holler, I said, you heard that thing holler, so anyhow, we got my stand and stuff, and we got out of the boat, and went over, there. well, there wasn't any tracks, there wasn't no, you know, anything like that, you can see where the pigs are rooted up and all of that. Uh, there was a spot of blood on the side of the tree where it hit, and I guess it scraped it or whatever it, when it hit the tree. And there was a little bit of blood on the ground, a couple of drops of blood on the ground. I guess it come out of its mouth when it hit it. And that was it. There was no other sign other than that.
2: Yeah. Can you describe the face as far as what you saw?
0: Uh, what I've seen was a, it was like a, a mixture of a, uh, you know, you've seen the Planet of Apes movies?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. This thing looked like Caesar. In the face, the leader of them. It, it, it was it was kind of ape looking, but at the same time, it had human features. At the same time, it had a a, a nose. It didn't have a nose like a monkey does. It has a nose like a human being does. It had uh, a wide mouth. Its skin was kind of a like uh, ash. Does that make sense? Kind of a grayish. Yeah,
2: kind of a gray. Yeah.
0: Its eyes were brown, but it doesn't have it. Didn't have any whites in its eyes. When it it was kind of like in the sun a little bit. When it looked up at me, and you could actually see its eyes, and the eyes were like a brownish color, just real a real dark brown. They would they wasn't black. The hair was kind of a a, a black mixed with red and it was about maybe the hair was maybe uh, three inches long on it just enough to where when it walked the hair moved and it was a female but when I seen was a female and you could, you could plainly see it was a female but it wasn't it might have been maybe six maybe six and a half seven foot tall maybe but
2: and when you say female, it just, because it had breasts, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah it it had it had breasts on it, but it wasn't like the uh, the Patterson Gimlin film. You know that one had the was a really big one. It and it had big breasts. This one here had little bitty. ones, like it was young. They wasn't big or it hadn't nursed or anything like that. You could tell, um, but it had boobs. Yeah, there wasn't any smell. There wasn't any. Uh, Nothing, and the odd thing was is that when it was coming in, and I'm watching it, this thing's moving through the woods, and it ain't making a sound now through there it's all oak leaves, okay now it's early morning, there's a dew on the ground and everything else, but you know how it is when you walk through oak leaves you're gonna you're gonna make noise, you're gonna go
1: shh, 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 shh.
0: your feet are gonna make noise, right. Right, yeah, this thing did not make any noise, and when it moved, even when it walked away, it made noise when it walked away, which was odd, looking back on it, but when it walked away, they don't walk like we do.
2: when you say that, what do you mean?
0: They walk from their hips, they walk from their hips where where we we walk from our knees down a lot, you know our 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 thighs don't move. That much when we walk we we walk from our knees down they walk from their hips their legs are when we walk our legs are straight when they walk their legs are kind of bent at the at the thigh and at the knee it's it's like they walk kind of in a squat does that make sense
2: it does make sense and i know exactly what you mean uh, it's very similar to what I saw. you're right. If, if you or I tried to walk like they walk Shane, we'd fall on our butts because we just aren't we're not equipped to walk the way they walk. I think too it has something to do with their knee placement, like their knees are a little bit lower, kind of more I guess where our shins would be. yeah, it's kind of like they are I,
0: ho- I tried to walk like it does, and I've tried got out there on the backyard you know, and tried to walk like this thing, and it's painful. it hurts your hips. It causes stress in stress in your hips, if that makes any sense to you. But but to try to to bend your hips and bend your knees at the same time and walk and remain upright, it it's a lot of muscle pressure and to to try to mimic it. You can't hardly mimic the way they walk.
2: You could if your knee was placed where their knee is. I I, t- I agree with you one hundred percent. It's too much. It's almost like when you try and walk like they walk. We have too much weight. Or maybe it's me. We have yeah. too much weight upstairs to walk like that. And so you tend to fall on your butt if you try and walk like that. You're right, it is. It's very bizarre the way they're they're built. I think they're built like that because they go down on all fours. And if you ever see them on all fours, they move just as smooth and just as quick on all fours as yeah. they do upright. And I think it's just the way their mechanics are. It's the way they're built. Um, I'm curious. You think it's a wild animal. Do you... Uh, when you're looking into the face of this thing, what what do you think that they are? What, I mean, beyond an animal, I mean, do you think it's some sort of unknown non human primate? Or Do you think it's um, some form well, of monkey?
0: I call I call it an animal, and I call it a monkey, and everything. But the I look I looked at this thing, and I I mean, it looked me right in the eyes, and the look on its face. This thing has a soul. No, it, it, it's aware. It's self-aware, just like we are. It it has a soul. It has thoughts. Because you could you could just tell. You could tell when it was looking at me. Because it, it, it looked at me, and you, it was like you could read its mind it, in its expressions. Because it looked at me like, you're not supposed to be here. It kind of knitted its brow. It tipped its head over to the side. It knitted its brow, kind of, and gave me that look, you know, like, you ain't sp what are you doing here? You are not supposed to be here, you know. And and you could tell it, it wasn't mad at me or anything. It wasn't looking mean or anything like that. And it just—it just, it just kind of grinned at me, like, "What are you doing?" And then it just turned. It picked its little pig up, and off it went.
2: Why do you think it didn't attack you?
0: Uh, I think it was surprised that I was there, because, like I say, I was uh, climbing stands in camo it's camoed out i was in all camouflage with a head net a camo head net on the hat my rifle my 270 has uh is camoed it's dipped and it's camoed out uh even my scope and so i don't i don't think it could really maybe it couldn't really see exactly how big i was or what i was but it knew i was it
2: knew i was there yeah you're probably right i but, mean you're probably more just surprised to see you i mean where do you find most humans they're out walking around they're out walking on trails you know, probably looked up and probably wasn't sure what to do you know with you i've heard reports like this before um there was one i think it was on monster quest where a guy was up in a tree and he was a bow hunter and he had he had yeah. pulled back the uh, the bow to, to uh he was going to kill this thing. It was sitting there looking right at him, and he was shaking. He wasn't sure what to do, and it reached up and touched the uh, the broad of the uh, the end of the arrow, and uh, I guess cut itself and ended up just knocking trees over and and freaking out. But he before it did that, it, he said it kind of looked up at him like what in the, What in the world are you? Like what is this thing? Almost like it wasn't really yeah. sure it was a human. And I almost wonder if it was the same situation with this thing. It just got done killing this. Um, it, it, coming coming in between a creature and its food is pretty dangerous, but this thing probably, like you said, probably didn't know what you were. It wasn't sure how to react. I don't
0: think it did. Because, I mean, I had the outline of a human, yeah, just like it, it does really. But I was all camoed out, and I don't think it really figured... I know it smelled me. That's how it found me, was it smelled me. Because when it stopped... There was a breeze that was at my back. This breeze had come up, and it was at my back, so it pushed my scent straight to it. It stopped. I mean, just stopped cold, because it, it whooped. It was walking, and then it stopped. Its nose come up, and it went to looking, and it looked right. It turned, and it looked past me, past the tree I was at. It looks back to the left. It's scanning the woods. It comes back. And that breeze, that little breeze is coming, and it goes right to the base of that tree, right? I see its head's kind of down, looking at the base of the tree, and she looks straight up. She follows that tree straight up to my stand, and I'm just like, I ain't going to cuss, but I was thinking it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I bet I bet you know it's terrifying. I mean, it's a fa- it's probably one of the more amazing encounters I've ever heard, but I have heard of them doing attacking like how you describe how they attack especially hogs. I've heard it on a couple occasions. Um the one there's one in particular I can think of. Um he was actually an FBI agent and he had grabbed uh he was in a tree stand very similar to your situation and he saw these hogs come out um right underneath him. And then what he describes is two large gorillas came out of the brush, just flew out of nowhere, and one of them grabbed one of the hogs, smashed it against a tree, and then they ripped it open and started eating it right in front of him. And he's up there, same situation, he's hoping not to pee himself, he's hoping to, they don't look up, because he wants out of here. And so, you know, it does happen more often than you would think. He didn't want to come on the show, obviously, because his position and yeah. his job and everything, but... It does go on down there. Do you hunt anymore? Or did you give that up?
0: I did for a little bit. I'll be honest. There was probably about. Well, I know I missed probably one good deer season over it because after seeing it and everything, and after after that happened, I really started researching and trying to figure out, you know, exactly what these things are and everything else and uh I told Charles DeVore about it and he got Daryl Cogger to come and interview me and uh I spoke to Daryl and he he's got a thing going down in the big thicket. Uh I don't participate in any of that bigfoot research stuff or anything. I just, you know, did it for myself. But I did for a while. I was very wary of going out in the woods. And then finally, I just made peace with it and just realized, look, you know, this thing is a, it's an omnivore. It's an apex predator. It's as at home in the woods as you are in your living room. When you come into its area, it smells you before you even show up. It knows you're there. Because if you think about it, human beings, we're, for lack of a better word, we're a clunky animal. We are. We just slough along and kick our feet and just rub up against stuff. And wherever we want to take a pee in the woods, we take a pee and just keep on rolling, you know, if we're doing something. And it smells this. It hears it. You're you're talking about an animal, a uh, creature that, that has to live by its senses. So, its senses are five times better than yours are. It hears better, it smells better, it sees better. The thing probably feels a vibration in the ground when you walk and i don't know, but it knows you know? I mean look at it this way you, you go in, you go in the woods, you don't just walk up on a deer. a deer hears you coming. it smells you coming. Why wouldn't this thing do it? This thing hunts deer them. So it's got to be it's got to be faster, sharper, and quicker than a deer is. It's got to be smarter than one.
2: Yeah, definitely an apex predator. Definitely an apex predator. Well, Shane, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your encounters. I enjoyed um, hearing them very much. So thank you.
0: Ah, oh, no problem. I don't mind. Uh, like I say, I just uh, I found your show on uh, YouTube. I guess someone's pirating your show or uh, listeners putting them on youtube and because i hear you say you know if you hear this on youtube it isn't me or whatever but that's how i found you was by that and then from there i went to your site and that's how i got in contact with you over it but like i say i don't know i don't know who's putting you on youtube but they're doing you righteous because i mean it's the shows are great That's how I found you, and I I mean, I love them. I listen to every one that gets put on there. People want to say that that the folks that see this thing are crackpots or they're crazy. No, they're not. They're just normal, everyday people who see an extraordinarily rarely seen thing.
2: I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, it's with YouTube. I've taken down most of the pirates and I've started up my own YouTube channel just for people to go listen to, but um I tend to agree. They're just your normal average day, you know. I've had a lot of cops on, I've had a lot of judges on, I've had a lot of their testimony in my mind is the same as a hunter or a fisherman or a yeah. hiker, you know. I mean,
0: these these are, are are sane and sober decent just everyday people. And, you know, if it's a, looking back at it, if it's a hoax, it's been going on for over 500 years. It's got to be the greatest troll ever if it's not real.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Shane. I think that there's a ton of evidence, there's a long history of these things. And, uh, you know, your encounter is another piece of the puzzle. I always say there are pieces of the puzzle you put together. And I find it fascinating. It didn't attack you, it just kind of looked at you like, what in the world? and then strolled off Uh, but you got a chance to really see them in action see them kill something and uh, I'm jealous I'm I'm fascinated by it Uh, but I appreciate you coming on Shane I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and share your encounter thank you again
0: well thank you for having me I appreciate it
2: Wow, what an encounter. And that's it for tonight, everyone. Remember, if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. If you get a chance, check out SasquatchChronicles.com. You can become a member and get additional shows. I'll be back for the members tomorrow night. Until next time, everyone.
1: Run
0: into Old Navy Saturday and Sunday for 50% off all Old Navy active styles for adults and kids. They're all 50% off. But hurry, it's Saturday and Sunday only at Old Navy and Old com. Valid 215 to 216, excludes in store clearance and baby.